Welcome to the Hotline Show. Today is Wednesday. Oh, check that Tuesday, the 17th of uh, January, 2023. And welcome to another cold, cold day here in the North Country. But you already know that. I just want to say that uh, yesterday's show uh, with uh, Councilwoman Sarah Campo uh, was, uh, last time I checked, was close to 500 views or listens, I should say, uh, courtesy of SoundCloud on News Junkie. So uh, needless to say... Uh, you know, th- th- this show has always been very important to the North Country for decades. It started back in, what, the late 60s, early 70s. So many people sat in this chair, whether it was this building or not. It doesn't really matter. Actually, it was always here. Sorry. Uh, but uh, in recent weeks, certainly, uh, that, is, uh, that has gone, uh, clearly gone up. And we're very, very proud, at least to be the vibe or the, uh, of, uh, of Northern New York. And I truly mean that. And that, you know, of course, you know, you go back in the days of uh, so many people that have done this show. Uh, the late, great Kevin Schenk and uh, uh, Jeff Graham. And uh, I had the privilege, of course, not just the, the, in recent weeks, but uh, back in the day sitting in for Jeff back. Geez, we're going back to the 90s and so forth. Uh, it's just it's always been here uh, as part of, I guess you could say, a staple for the, con- uh, for the community. And uh, it hasn't gone away. And, I, and I, I have to emphasize that because knowing a little bit about this business and where it's gone in the recent decades, particularly now after COVID, uh, you just don't see this in other marketplaces. So I, I have to emphasize that from time to time, a small little community like ours uh, having uh, uh, the opportunity, at least, for people, for instance, right now, there's a guy on the phone, hopefully it's legitimate, uh, waiting to uh, ask me a question or talk about whatever's on their mind, if it has something to do with the golf course, it has something to do with the, the progress in downtown Watertown. It's great to see that huge crane in downtown between uh, right there on Arsenal and Court Street, built, rebuilding what will be the YMCA Aquatic Center. Uh, that's exciting. It really is. And uh, uh, things are happening. In fact, I just talked to uh, a downtown developer and businessman, Steve Bradley, who's really excited about uh, renting out his, uh, his new flats in, uh, in what was the Severance Building or what was J.C. Penney Building prior to that and uh, many other things that are going on down there. He just brought in his first new tenant to his building that he spent months, if not longer, uh, fixing. And uh, he says he's a great guy. He works, you know, in this, that, and the other thing capacity. Uh, so that's just one of many people that are going to, you know, see the rewards of what Steve did to an old 19th century building. And, uh, you know, they're going to live with hardwood floors, the latest and greatest uh, appliances, these really cool heating units that I've never seen before that look like something, uh, you know, looks like a fluorescent light, but it heats the uh, room. So innovative things are happening to old buildings in downtown. I, for one, am excited about it, and uh, we'll talk more about that and other things right here on this show and on the Live at Five show. So let's go to the phones and see who's there. Hi, you're on the air. Let's get ready to rumble, Glenn. Come on, brother. I kind of I thought it was you, uh, Tim the Enchanter. What's going on today, sir? Okay. I want to bring up a couple of issues. Uh, here's a question for you, right? Yeah. Danny talked yesterday. Now, it slips my mind what the uh, wording is. Um, when the city council went in and you had to sign a... NDA. Uh, non-disclosure uh, agreement, yeah. Yeah, non-disclosure, yeah, right. Now, my question is, is that's just a way to hide stuff. Why would a city council sign that, and is it legal to sign that without the public knowing about the dealings that the city council is supposed to be representing. Well, you sound you sound like, you know, early on, again, if you listen to both shows, and I believe you do, uh, Tim, uh, our own Danny Francis, and I say our own because he's part of the family here, of course, 
uh, was saying the same thing you're saying. And yet four hours later, he said, wait, whoa, 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 hold the phone. Uh, and yeah, there was, he, yeah. Right. I, I understand what he's saying, but non-disclosure uh, scenario, that can happen in a private sale and this and that. But what it happens in a government city council, I'm not sure that's legal. That's the difference. Hmm. What I'm saying between a private, you know, uh, business dealing, I, I'm sure that happens. But when that happens in a city government uh, scenario, I think they're trying to hide stuff. And I don't even know if that's legal to sign something like that to keep it from the citizens of Watertown, for example, $850,000. dollars mm-hmm. To PJ, that was hiding that, and we would have never found that out if it wasn't for the lawsuit until they, the dealing is done. I'm I'm so, unsure about that, but yeah, I mean there was. What's that? Yeah, I, I'm not so sure about that. You're saying, in other words, the, the uh, the decision that McCluskey apparently is going to make uh, this week. Um, I, I don't know if that, I think we would have found out. Is my point? I, again, oh, you I don't. Would have? Yeah, well, yeah. I mean, I mean, the number was out there. I think Jeff Smith was floating a number out there. It was less yeah, than eight fifty. Yeah, fifty thousand. He right. was floating that because of the uh, process of elimination that I did also uh, in the paperwork and this and that. That's where I came up with that seven hundred fifty thousand, like he did. Right. But it ended up to be eight hundred fifty thousand. So anyhow, yeah. I want to bring that to people's attention. Sure. That's just a way to hide things from the public mm. and 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 then lefty he talked about uh sarah right uh is she didn't come forward this and that well number one her hands are tied three to two she knew that dealing was going to go through she really didn't have a, a saying in the matter at all she had to sign paperwork that, that she did not was not willing to sign in the scenario. Right, with the uh, That's point two. The other thing is, there's something underhanded when they take all the golf carts, and now they got them inside, but before they were supposed to be all okay and all this and that. Mm-hmm. And then you have another point. Lisa Ruggiero's on TV stating that Jeff Smith put this lady up to the lawsuit that she, he got her to do it. Hmm. It's, it, to me, Lisa Ruggiero, she sits right there. She's pretty cocky because <laughs> if you listen to her, Glenn, she says, we voted three to two. The dealing's done. Hmm. Move on. We don't need to hear no more about whatever. I, you and, know what? There's some validity to that, uh, though, Tim. You, I mean, remember, the vote was made. I mean, I, no matter. I mean, I know well, you're really right. passionate about this, and, and uh, I get well, it. Here's the thing, Glenn. Yeah. There's checks and balances about everything. Would you? Where is the line being drawn in the sand where the city council is so loosey and goosey that they could do any freaking thing that they want? Well, I mean, take $25 million dollars and go down there and, and buy a building and, and you have no say in it or stop it? Well, I that's, mean, again, you know. That, that's crazy. There's an arc. Right? That's why there's two sides to the. Again. I'm trying to be Gary Owen oh, in the gong show here. these guys out because it's not going to stop. Right. And then you got Cliff. Uh, I mean, degrading one of the city council was a parrot. If there's any parrots within the city council, it's Lisa and Hickey along with Cliff. I mean, they're the biggest parrots in the room. So I want to, you know, I just open up the can. Follow your nose. I think. Sorry. Go ahead, brother. No, no, I mean, again, no, I was just doing a little uh, uh, Fruit Loops uh, commercial anyway. Uh, Fruit Loops, yeah, I like yeah, that. Yeah, it was my favorite. Yeah, uh, probably got the, the biggest beak down yeah, that was, Stop that, it, stop. Deal. It was just a reference. I didn't mean you to say something like that. Well, follow your nose wherever you're going. <laughs> but but remember, we knew what we were getting 
with um, Cliff only because of, of all of his antics that he's done. No, we knew no, that. I voted for Cliff. No, that's not what I voted for. Well, you knew I about his memes. Somebody that was thinking outside the box, that would work with the council, that had came in with some fresh ideas, shake it up a little bit. It wasn't so stagnant. This is over the damn top, Glenn. This is somebody's out of control, power hungry, don't care what the public says. And Full gonna, time. It, it, just going to do what they want to do. That's not what I voted for. Mm-hmm. And I will, I'll, uh, you know, I'm, I'm going to vote different next time because, the, you know, the proof is in the pudding. He said one thing. And then he says right there in lies, right on TV, and he says, oh, he, he missed. Spoke. 20. No, that's not a misspoke. He was off by that's 20. That's a damn lie that there's 32 things booked up there. So, it's a mislie about this, a mislie about that, Glenn. A mislie. I never heard you of that. Know but, t- you know what? T- no, I get it. Me that this- Listen, Glenn, one more thing. Yeah, yeah. Somebody said, hey, how about those three stooges down there in the city council? That's a talk around town. Ugh. Three stooges. Isn't that the craziest friggin' thing that our, our people are representing us. That Some people are unhappy. That. They're unhappy. But, uh, yeah, we'll see you, brother. All Bye-bye. right, thank you, thank you. Well, see, what he's what Tim was referencing, and that was on Channel 7 last night, and I, I gotta admit, Cliff, Cliff is like, he, he makes a mistake. He, he goes out, and I don't know if he stated it here, or he probably said it somewhere or other, or maybe at City Chambers, where... You know, the, 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 the Watertown uh, City Golf, check that, it's Thompson Park Golf Course, Watertown Golf Course, had 32 tournaments. I don't know if he was suggesting they were lined up or that was a history of 32 tournaments, where in reality, according to Ken Mix, there's only 12, and a lot of them haven't confirmed for 2023, which, of course, lends back to the argument like, listen, we got to get this deal done before the end of 2022 because we got to line up all these. So I think that's where the discussion came up. we got a lot of tournaments uh, to prepare for because that's when the 32 came up. But, uh, yeah, Cliff was off by a little bit, a little bit, by three, not 32, but 12. And, and Cliff, again, in, in the 24-7 councilman that he is, and Lefty stated that yesterday, Lefty, you're right on target there, my friend. But for a 24-7 guy, he got that one wrong. But his explanation, in his own political way, was like, well, I was excited about things. I, th- I think to some degree I, he was suggesting he thought it was 32, but it was 20. So there you go. Let's go to the phones. Hi, you're on the air. Hey, Glenn. How's it going today? S- speak of the devil. I, I want to clarify a little something I said yesterday that we kind of uh, uh, skipped over on. Yeah. It, I, I, I said it regardless of if I meant, meant to say, I, I might have said it a little different, but I was saying Jeff Smith and and, and Sarah, and um, who was the other guy? Uh, the, the guy that's, the, I, I think he's like the vacation at Bernie's guy, the guy who he might just be propped up. Oh, stop it. Stop, stop. No, I mean, he, he, hasn't, he hasn't made any comments. All these people should have been on social media in August if they wanted to make any type of a stink over it. It's, it's a little too little, a little too late now. All of the above. Well, I, I yeah. didn't say that, that Hinky doesn't have a, a Facebook or that Facebook, they weren't on it. And I've checked on their Facebook. There, there was no mention of this. There wasn't a mention of, a, of Sarah's until mid-December. Hmm. No mention before that. That's you, You've got to take credit yourself. The Hotline, Live at 5, News Junkie, and... Basically, social media is the only place to bring this subject up. Well, you seven's it up been, on, seven's time, been you can't bringing bring it up. On, you can on WWNY, I guess, but you yeah. can't on, on any other place and make it valid. I wouldn't say they didn't have social media. They, they didn't bring it up. That's the time to bring it up. Hmm. Yeah, I agree. Uh, I, look, and, and, I, I, I've been saying that. Yeah, you're right, because I've been saying that. It, apparently, from what uh, Lisa Ruggiero said, this did start in August, and it did. 
And I don't think people took it seriously, to tell you the truth. Whether or not people were there and knew what was going on in the November 7th meeting, uh, that's up for grabs. But, you know, as you know, as the Tim just stated, and, and also Lisa stated on Channel 7 last night, the vote has been made. So, you know, now the decision with the Blevins uh, lawsuit, that will be any day. I have a guy already saying that it's going to go in the favor of the city taxpayers. Um, that's presumptuous. We don't know that. Um, but uh, it's just a wait and see. And then once that happens, you, we'll you, get you Cliff a, on here. You got a guy. You got a guy. I got a guy. I got a guy unless, telling me. He's got, unless, he's got no unless, inside unless information. Have, <laughs> unless you actually have Judge McCluskey himself, you got nothing but a guess. Yeah, that's, well, where, that's where the problem is. Right. You're, you're spreading disinformation by that. You know, you're a, you're a McCluskey doubter or whatever you'd say. You know, it's just, you, you, you can't do that. We're, we're not making any guesses. We don't know. We don't well, know I just threw it go. out there. And know. who knows if that's the final line, and that is either. You know, lawsuits continue. You're right. You brought to a higher judge. Mobs do higher get judge. ugly. There's all kinds of things that could happen. Right. That being said, what do you think of that Dallas game? Last da- I, 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 I stopped watching after the fourth miss. Um, extra point. Yeah. Well, four. no, four. Oh, I, he missed four. I th- I, missed I stopped four. counting after three. He missed no, four. No, no, he missed four for four. Oh when I was my four touchdowns, God. four misses. Oh yeah, I, my that's goodness just gracious! Crazy. I, I stopped watching after that. I'm like, well, if Dallas can't win this, you know, yeah, well, that, they won easily. Win. You but know, this, that is cr- yeah. crazy. Has anything like that ever happened before? Four uh, for four misses. At this uh, level? No, but that's obviously you know the first one got him to do the next three because once you miss one, that means there's something in your head and the easiest thing in the world. What is it? A 25 uh, yard chip shot, and he just that first one screwed him up. National <laughs> TV. Um, you know, I, and on the, on the, on the third one, you're they're showing they're going like, you know, was this a bad hike? Was it bad? No, you know, like, no he went right good, twice and then left. It was bad, but yeah. you know, it's nice to get back to a little bit of normal life. Everything. Also, on on Sunday night, Sean, I like to watch. Not that yesterday was Sunday, but on Sunday nights, have you watched on the History Channel Foods That Made America? Yes, there's a, there's yes. A new series. There's a new series. I'm sorry, a new um, new episodes out on it. Mm-hmm. And it, it's it's really really like good. It's just relaxing. I don't know something like that really like puts awesome. me in my own. I just I just really enjoy seeing all the turn of the century stuff like that. I agree. I agree. I, and, and, that, and, that, and that reminds me of something else. A, a TV show that you should give a chance. And yeah. you take the first season, you'd like it, so you'd watch the whole thing. Yeah. But it's a series that came out right after The Sopranos did, and huh. it's. Uh, it's just at the turn of the century when we had prohibition going on. It's called Boardwalk. Yeah, Empire. no, I don't watch it. Yeah, I don't watch that. You know, I know you don't watch yeah. it, but I'm giving you a suggestion. Open I up know. your. I, I know, I can't. I, Listen I, to something I, I, else. I, I, I but I am, I am telling you right now, I'm just through season one. I'm rewatching Sopranos right now. There you go. So I watched them after the game last night. A couple episodes back. Right. Just a phenomenal series. Just incredible. Goes. But that Dallas game last night, that should be the, the talk of the town. Not that, you know, not that the golf thing isn't a little interesting, but right. it's getting old now. So, I, you know? well, thank you. It's thank you. Thank things. you very much. All right. I got, hey, I will talk to you later. Bye-bye now, don't you know? That's uh, Lefty. So what Lefty was talking about is very fascinating, and, it, and I'm glad he brought it up because these, uh, what the food that built America and the, the, you know, the History Channel over the years, despite the fact that they show porn stars all the time, that's P-A-W-N, which bores the heck out of me because the, the, the owner of the place has got a hacking cough. Like, <laughs> like stop, enough. I don't care if it was Elvis's, uh, you know, uh, 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 shoebox. I don't care. But uh, uh, the food that built America, uh, you know, it goes back to the days of uh, Quaker Oats and uh, just, just simple things where, where, you know, you just, I assume that cereal was just something that just kind of manifested itself. And we just, but cereal, 
back at the turn of the, of the, of the uh, century, the 20th century, was so instrumental because, you know, people were eating either porridge or wheat off the field. Something that came in a box uh, that could last more than a couple of weeks in transport from Michigan or wherever to your, to your uh, kitchen table uh, was a lot more to it than, than you know, these days that when someone like myself takes for granted. Now, the one woman that Lefty perhaps saw in the new updated series of the food that shaped America was the woman uh, from Westport, Connecticut. It was a woman back in the 60s who came up with Petridge Farm. And just the way she just created bread in her own kitchen, and she wasn't even a baker. Uh, and again, you know, just a tremendous, uh, you know, mind, uh, business sense, uh, you know, from the community that really knows business. And uh, by the time she was, uh, you know, in her 40s or maybe maybe at 50-something years old, she sold the business for millions of dollars. She also bought uh, Bird's Eye or Clarence Bird's Eye's company because she had better distribution than he did. And again, all these things, when you walk down up and down the aisle of Tops or Piggly Wiggly, whichever store you're at, uh, you owe so much to that woman. I'm forgetting her name at the moment. But sadly, she died in her early 60s, uh, in 1966, just four years after she sold the company. Very, very sad to see that. And you see it so often uh, where pe- people either making their own bre- uh, you know, cereal types uh, to save their own gastric. You know, one guy committed suicide because he couldn't deal with his, with his illness. But the, the movers and shakers. Now, the reason why I bring that up, and I'm glad Lefty did, is that, you know, you get all these people today that says, oh, capitalism, capitalism sucks. You know, you get up every day and you work for the boss. What happens, you know, when you die, they just replace you. I read something the other day on Facebook, it's like Rush Limbaugh's been dead for two years and no one cares. What, what does that mean anymore? What, he just brought anger to the, and I know they're trying to titillate you. They're trying to, you know, stir things up. But, you know, capitalism, for the lack of a better word, is not only good, it's great. And innovation from a young businesswoman in, in Westport, Connecticut, out of her own kitchen, or garage, or Disney, or all that stuff. We'd be nothing without that. Nothing at all. Henry Ford, this, this, this country owes so much to Henry Ford. Oh, he was a racist! I, I'm sure he wasn't the nicest guy in the world, but without Henry Ford, you know, look at, look at the dealerships up here. Look at the influence that Billy Facillo had. Look at the influence of the Caprera family. That's capitalism, that's good. They have provided so much good for the community, not just in car sales, but in incomes and racetracks and and events and sponsorships. Capitalism is fantastic. And you watch the the, the History Channel, these young kids today going in and out of this whole indoctrinated uh, uh, school systems where they're downplaying, you know, know, they're calling it greedy. And I know, granted, you know, you got Tim Cook. Uh, the, the board of directors on Apple said, Jeepers, why are we giving Tim Cook $26 million again for one year? And, and I, I agree. I mean, and, and then some people get fired for a lousy job at, at NBC Studios, whichever, and they still give them a boatload of money. That angers me, too. But without all of that, I'm not sitting here right now. I'm not sitting here at all. We're in some podunk country or state in some crappy, crappy country somewhere else like everyone else is. We owe so much to this ma- to this nation and our innovators. Hi, you're on the air. On the air without the mayor. How are you doing today, Mr. Curry? Thanks for taking my call. You're on a roll, brother. Yeah, I am trying. And sometimes I get carried away. And what's happening, my friend? Oh, nothing. I just wanted to highlight a f- few points that were made. Uh, first off, capitalism rocks. Yeah. I bet your ass it does. There you go. That's why Watertown has what it has. Right. And anybody sure. wants to doubt that, you know, I think they need to read a book or something. But yeah. anyway, <laughs> uh, 
on the same note of capitalism, you know, you were talking about the the, the radio station that's been here as a staple since maybe the late 60s, 70s. Yeah, but this then, show, yeah. I think I made this point with you before, you know, when I put my roots down here in the in Watertown after I retired from the Army, mm-hmm. I noticed a town this big shouldn't have what it has. It's, it's amazing comparatively to towns of similar size in the Midwest. I mean, this town has three network stations, mm-hmm. like five radio stations, mm-hmm. you know, a, a little mall. I mean, it ain't much of a mall, but it's still got a mall where sure. you can go. I mean, it's just got a lot of self-sustaining stuff to mm-hmm. include industry. Mm-hmm. And it's just it's just really cool, and you wouldn't see this in the Midwest in a town in a similar size. It wouldn't have nothing. I can tell you, like Tiffin, Ohio, is about comparable. Mm-hmm. It ain't got no radio station. It's got like an AM station, but it ain't got no. Like, well, yeah, and I bet you the state. I bet you what you're referring to, like the Midwest communities, uh, and like look at Auburn as an example. Uh, we are an island community up here. We're isolated. If you look at us on a map, we don't have. We have some influence from Syracuse, but not great influence. Auburn is relatively the same size, but they're just an extension of Syracuse or Rochester. They're between two metro. We are an island community up here. But i got to ask you a question. You're retired uh, Fort Trump uh, uh, soldier. Is that correct? Yeah, yes, I am. And where are you from originally? I'm from Faustoria, Ohio. It's in northwest Ohio, uh, south of Bowling Green, next to Finland. Gotcha. So why is it when I hear, when I talk to uh, members of the Fort Trump community, where, you know, I hear great things from you and this, this, that, and the other thing, why is it the younger kids just can't wait to get out of this place? Oh, you know, that's why I left Northwest Ohio, actually. I was the same way where I'm from. I, I think it's, you know, one, a, a young culture thing. You don't want to be bogged down by your culture. You want to see the world. That's, that's the adventure in the young, for sure. one. Sure, um, Two, um, you know, it, it, it's cheaper in other places, too. You know, when you're, it's hard to actually start up a family in the North Country with the cost of, you know, you get the, even though we're kind of isolated, you still get those New York prices. And you, you get do. a little bit more up here in the North Country. Just look at the gas prices between Syracuse and us. I agree. That's not because gas just costs more. It's because it takes more money to get it up here. Yeah, we're know? getting hosed, so, though. We're definitely getting hosed. But I agree with you. Yes. Hosed. Yeah. Yeah. No doubt. You know? And then the, what's, what, lures, what, what lures younger people? You know, it's, well, that bigger university, that Ohio sure. State they see on TV, that's that West Virginia University, that. Yeah. Arizona, that Florida. Mm-hmm. You know, that's what I, you know, I left Ohio and I went to South Carolina State because I wasn't going to do that anymore. I ended up joining the Army, mm-hmm. but it was all about adventure for me, you know. So I think we got that, plus, you know, when you see your, you know, we have economic up and downs here. When you see your mom and dad scrapping, you know, to make a living for you, you don't want to You don't want to keep your, you don't want to stay around that. No, you know? definitely you not. Make your own way and go, you know. Right, and do your own thing. You're absolutely right. Well, great assessment of things. And how long have you been retired, sir? So I've been retired three years, but we've been in the, in the community ten years. So I finished my last eight years. Uh, at, at Fort Drum. So how old are you, if you don't mind me asking? Oh, I'm 43. Boy, you sound like a kid. You sound much. You sound like you're in your 20s. <laughs> you really do. And I get I that. Got, I hear that a lot. I'm a young soul. There's a couple yeah, of guys I that call it. this show that are in their 60s or even older. I'm like, God, you sound like you're 20-something years old. It's amazing how voices <laughs> stay young. They really do. And I'm sure you're a young yeah. guy. Don't get me wrong. And you are yeah, a young I got guy. one more. Yeah, one go, more ahead, go ahead. You, go ahead. So let's go. I always gotta, we always got to talk about a little bit of the golf course. Here's what I think yeah. should happen, man. I don't know. What's written in the in the Washington or in the Watertown laws? Hmm. But honestly, whoever was going to vote yes on this knew this was going to be controversial. What was it, why couldn't this have gone to a referendum of the people? See what the people of Watertown wanted, and then it's done. This three to two council crap yeah. that whatever her name's saying. Oh well, we voted. It's done. Right. Yeah, that's cool for representative government, but not when it's that small of a representative government. You know, why, yeah. can someone petition? I wonder. Get this to referendum to either stop it or. 
at least vote to have an audit done before the purchase goes through? I, I can't answer like that, and I don't know whether or not McCluskey would ex- actually suggest that or if he even has the power to do that. But I can well, say people, this. I can say this, and I think you hit the na- nail on the head. The whole three to two thing has been ongoing now for uh, almost, well, almost two years now. Oh, has it? No, over a year now. Excuse me. And I think that, that you know, they, they felt really confident that, you know, they've been winning this, that, and the other thing with the three to two against, you know, we know who the three and who we know who the two is. And I think that, so, hey, 3.4 million, we negotiated it down from 3.7. It's us against the two. Let's just vote it in. I just think that they felt like this was not going to be a problem. And I honestly think if they had to do it all over again, I think they would reassess things. But that's, that's just me. Uh, because this so. is this is creating a quite I think the quite a reaction thing was to get it to a referendum to the people and the people of Watertown vote yes or no and mm-hmm. that's it. Well, we'll have to see if that happens. But sir, thank you very much for being a, a listener and thank you for for choosing the North Country to be your place for your retirement, sir. Oh hell yeah, it's great, man. Thank Thanks, you, man. thank you again. Uh, good question. Should it go up there? I don't know. I have no idea. That'd be a good question for Jeff Smith when he comes in uh, uh, this Thursday, or if anyone else can answer that when they come back out of this break. And we'll be back after this. The News and Talk Authority. AM 1240 WETN. Welcome back to the show. Uh, you know, I'm sure you, Martin Luther King Day was yesterday. And, um, you know, un- unfortunately, the biggest story from yesterday that at least that I saw in the media was that uh, new uh, statue they unveiled in Boston. $10 million statue. It took years to design. Uh, it was actually part of a contest. And uh, someone submitted their, their idea of what, you know, what, what the statue should look like. And on paper, I guess it looked like a good idea, but when they actually built it at a bronze uh, and they displayed it and they unveiled it yesterday in downtown Boston, people were like, what in the world is that? Which is unfortunate. The last time that happened that I can remember, remember uh, Lucille Ball, where is she from? Not J- Youngstown. Is it Youngstown or Jamestown? I get them mixed up. What's the one, what's the, what's the township outside uh, Niagara Falls there where, where uh, Lucille Ball's from? But wherever it is, uh, that's where she's from, and they, they, they commissioned someone to do a statue of her, and it was frightening. It looked like it looked like something out of you know the scream. Let's see, someone's responding. Jamestown, thank you. You know, if you ask, you, know, you always can tell who's listening terrestrial you know, on the terrestrial radio or online, which is like a forty-second delay. So someone there just told me. So it's Jamestown. Uh, you know, so they commissioned someone. They gave him, you know, a decent amount of money. He made a statue. It scared everyone, including the scarecrows, and they replaced it. And they got they they got another one. Another time, uh, who was it? Who was the express? Who was the uh, the the running back? Um, forgetting his name for SU died a young man. <sighs> Just it's Tuesday. I, I can't even blame it on Monday. But anyway, uh, Syracuse unveiled a statue of him like ten years ago. And, the, and he was wearing Nike sneakers. <laughs> they didn't have Nike sneakers in the early 60s, so they had to change that. So there have been statues that were changed. I believe even the, uh, the Vietnam uh, you know, uh, wall had some misspellings. You know, that's going to happen. But there's nothing worse than a poor design that somehow or other got the green light. And I guess in a world, I mean, and I think I was talking to Danny Francis about this too. Um, you know, the statue they have at the mall of, of or dedicated statue for Martin Luther King down in the mall in Washington D.C. That's that's not even that good either. And that, yet there's another one down at the mall. Uh, I I don't know what ever happened. You know, we used to make statues of a of a of a general or someone important on a horse on a pedestal, and we put it outside the Museum of uh, Natural History. Like, like the Roo- uh, Teddy Roosevelt statue they just took down because he's a racist. 
Um, but I, I, I don't know why we went into this whole theme park thing. So you go into a FDR's display in the mall in Washington, D.C., and you don't even know you're in it until you're out of it. I mean, what was that? It's this whole storytelling thing. And, of course, they have him there in the wheelchair, which, of course, during the times, you know, the, the press didn't want anyone to know that the president of the United States had any ailment. And here it is. Oh, no, but he was in a wheelchair because he had polio. Okay, I get it. I, I see that. So, again, the woke behavior that we've seen in Washington, it continues. You know, it's a great idea to pay tribute to one of the greatest Americans of all time. That's Martin Luther King, one of the greatest speakers of all time. It makes someone like Al Sharpton look like a total, total demigod, which he is. Uh, but to, for, I guess, you know, the, uh, let me just explain. If you saw it, it's, it's part of the two bodies embracing themselves without the chest or, or the head. So if you wanted to do a full-scale embrace, you, I, I don't know why you wouldn't do a bust of both Coretta Scott King and her husband embracing each other. So instead, they just use the arms. And you got to realize that, you know, in a 3D world, especially at a design, the design contest was no more than five, six years ago in 2017. They had the ability to say, look, if we, if we choose this design, it's going to be one of those things that if you don't see it in the right angle, like, like a sidewalk chalk artist, you know, who creates like a cave when people are crawling over something, you have to stand at a certain spot, you know, like in downtown Toronto or something. I'm like, oh, look at me, I'm crawling over, look at, look, I'm Indiana Jones, but you walk, uh, you know, three feet away, it's, oh, wait, it's just a drawing on the sidewalk. It's the same thing with this. If you look at it at one angle, it's, oh, I get it. You look at it at another angle and you turn into Edith Bunker. You know, remember the, the triple take by Edith Bunker and All in the Family when she finally realizes something and she goes, oh, 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 that's what it looks like. So I don't know what they're going to do. Are they going to tear it down? Or are they just, you know, I, I, the people that are complaining the most are, you know, people from the black community. They're just like, whoa, what's that? Huh? That doesn't look right. And, but, you know, you guarantee that's going to stay there. Because the white elitists of Boston, and we know there's a lot there, are just going to say, no, if you look at it in any other vein, that's your problem. It remains there. Sorry. $10 million. 755-1240 is the number. Don't forget the 315. 755-1240. Give us a shout. Uh, tell us what's on your mind. Great call from that uh, retired Fort Trump soldier who loves the area. I heard years ago that there's a better percentage of, of retirees uh, from this installation than any other. That was a long time ago. I don't know if that's still the case. Quality of life, guys like outdoors, it's cheaper eh, to some degree. Um, rent is high up here. Remember the rent is too high guy. Remember he was running for mayor or governor back in uh, about maybe 12 years ago? The rent is too damn high. Well, you know what? It is. It's, it's high. But... And then others say, well, if you lower it, you're going to have, it's like selling a, uh, you know, a car with 200,000 miles. You're only going to inherit mistakes and, 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 uh, and problems, which, you know, makes sense to a degree, but people got to live somewhere, right? So that's what Trina was talking about. We talked to her last week at length with her husband, Bill. She's trying to do some uh, development down here, uh, rather up here in Watertown. Originally from here, and she's living down in Dallas, says it's too difficult to do business in Watertown. And I want to build places where people can afford, which is which high ideals, which is great. Um, but uh, I don't know if it's feasible. So if anyone wants to comment on that uh, or anything else that's on your mind, by all means, do it now or forever. Hold your peace. Uh, I, I did reach out to several uh, members of, uh, of the of council. They are getting back to me. There's a possibility uh, that uh, Lisa will be in or calling or in the studio tomorrow. 
uh, she she uh, she had an event that she had to go to today. And, and typically, I ask people at the last minute because I'm last minute Glenn. Uh, but uh, so you know, again, I have to honor everyone's schedule. And despite the fact that Cliff only is a 24/7 council person, uh, uh, other people have uh, uh, other uh, responsibilities. So hopefully, we'll get Lisa in here. I would like to talk to uh, Pat Hickey one of these days if he can get down here. And as you know, uh, our own Cliff Only uh, promised that he would be uh, on the show by the, either in person or on the phone. It wouldn't surprise me if he comes in uh, after the uh, McCluskey decision has been made. So that could be this week. Who knows? Right now, no one's calling in. Let's do a break. Uh, you're listening to the Hotline Show here on AM 1240. We'll be back. News and Talk Authority. Authority. AM 1240 WATN. And welcome back to the show. It's about 16 minutes before the hour. Uh, and just a couple of things. Um, we talk about a lot of craziness. Um, just 75 miles south of here, I believe last night or the night before you, it was Monday evening, an 11-year-old girl was killed in a drive-by shooting in Syracuse. The girl was walking home with a gallon of milk for her family from a nearby corner store when she was caught in the crossfire and shot right in the midsection. She's taken to uh, Upstate Hospital, where she was later pronounced dead. A 19-year-old who Chief Cecile believes was the target of the shooting is currently in stable condition in Upstate Hospital. I'm, I'm glad for him, but um, must you know, someone must have disrespected somebody. Disrespected me. So I'm going to shoot you. That's, that's great. That's great. Yeah, okay, whatever. Uh, also on News Junkie, this is fascinating, and I don't think I've ever seen this data before in my life in, uh, living up here. But it's right there, uh, right in the center, and uh, right beneath 21 latest births at tw- uh, Mar- Samaritan Medical Center, which is great. Now, look, look at this. The median family income in Sackets Harbor, median family income. That's the family. That's my husband and wife, I'm assuming, right? That's the household income. In Sackets Harbor, New York, is $87,159. And they lead the pack. As far as Jefferson County is concerned, who, uh, it would be interesting to know what Alex Bay is, but that's a lot of transitionary, transitory. Uh, but in, uh, Clayton, the median family income in Clayton, New York, $83,750, about uh, $4,000 less than Sackett's. Lottie Daw, Sackett's Harbor, good for you. The median family income, however, in Watertown, New York is, what do you think it is? It's actually higher than I thought. It's not eighty-three thousand. I can tell you that much. It is sixty thousand seventy-four bucks. Well, there you go. That's our news junkie as we speak. Check it out. Hi, you're on the air. Hey, Glenn. I just want to tell you, I really like how you look at the world, like capitalism, things like that. Uh, more people need to be doing that, and I appreciate you sharing your uh, comments with the audience. Well, I thank you, sir. We don't we don't talk enough about it because it's an evil, bad, bad word. You know. And you know what? I worked in the school system in upstate New York uh, for about 10 years. Mm-hmm. And the teachers are, are helping the opposite view out. And why do you the think, why, why, why is that, in your opinion? Why is that? Why is that happening? Well, and, and nothing against unions, but they're all union. Anything, anything anti-union, like if you're a capitalist, uh, that means you're automatically against unions. And those teachers stick together, I will say... 90 to 95% of them are diehard union people, and you're not going to change your mind for anything. It, it doesn't matter what it is, and I'm speaking from experience. Sure. Like I said, I worked in the uh, school system for mm-hmm. 10 years up there, mm-hmm. and it's just, um, uh, it, it, well, to me, it traces back to the federal government 
trying to get the people to depend on the government. Mm-hmm. And if you're if you're not a capitalist, but uh, not necessarily just a union worker, but a worker who follows, you know, their guidelines, mm-hmm. then you've got to cater to them. Sure. And that is what I think. It's taken years. I mean, years and years and years. But it's going that way, and it seems to be going that way faster and faster. But no, uh, I, yeah. I don't want to take up any more of your no, time. I, I just want to say... I, and you ought to spread more of that good news. Well, okay? well, I appreciate I will. I definitely will. And thank you. Thanks for right. your observations. Thanks thank for you, listening sir. as well. And thanks for uh, being part of the school system. That uh, Yeah, I know some school teachers that don't want any part of the union and, and don't like the CRT, the wokeness of it. But the majority, it seems, again, I would love to. I've been looking into it, and I, I can't, I'm not getting anywhere with it. But uh, the young lady that runs a, uh, um, a, a Twitter feed called uh, Libs of TikTok, uh, just an ordinary woman who just, you know, started making some observations during COVID, as she explained during an interview with Tucker Carlson, uh, that she started seeing all this, all this craziness, you know, people in pink hair. I mean, there's nothing wrong. I don't Listen, I don't care about your orientation. I, I, I'm, I'm for uh, gay marriage because I can't imagine anyone being miserable or not having the opportunity to, 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 to marry someone they love. That's, that's the way I look at it. But. It seems, at least if you watch t- libs of TikTok, and maybe that's a bad litmus test for someone like myself, but it seems like there's a lot of grooming going on at an early age. And when you look, when you go on libs of TikTok, and by the way, you don't have to be on TikTok, and I'm not. I refuse to. But often you go on Facebook, on, especially on like, you know, the, the video feed, uh, the timeline, and, and people will share TikTok videos or libs of TikTok. And it shows up in mine because I'm a conservative. And it's like, well, it looks like Glenn Curry likes watching these. So we're going to show more of them. And I'm surprised Zuckerberg allows that because nobody on that side of the political coin wants, wants you to see what this woman uncovered, which is interesting because all she did, the creative libs of TikTok, is she lived under the guidance of, oh, we're all in this together. Let's use the, the, the TikTok logo and let's, let's make, make it androgynous, like, you know, like we're all like, you know, non-binary. And then, but they didn't like that. So, like, oh no, you can't do that. What, what, all she was doing was sharing videos that she found on TikTok, and then shared them on her own page. And then people started realizing, oh my God, this is this is a fifth grade school teacher, proud of the fact that she's basically encouraging kids to to, to look at their mothers and fathers in a completely different vein. Oh no, you don't call your mom. I talked to a student today, and I said, no, don't call your mother mommy. She's just the birthing mother. She's just, you know, she's the one that brought you into this world. And the child looked at me and she said, thank you very much. This is a real video I'm looking at. Someone sitting in her car compelled enough and all of them look sickly. All of them look like they, they haven't had a good night's rest in a long time or they need a pint of blood or something. But it's, it's shocking what's, what's, what's going on. And so all this woman did was like, hey, look at this, look what I found. And she kept on doing it because she had nothing else to do during COVID. And next thing you know, she was, she was getting banned here, there, everywhere, and she was getting death threats. And then she was brave enough to say, hey, no, I'm making a difference here. Because she, she explained to Tucker Carlson, a lot of people were outreaching to her. I love what you're doing. I can't believe this is happening. And the fact that you're being held back really angers me. So she became a force. Now she's being paid big bucks to show up at some, you know, whatever, a political gathering of conservatives to explain wh- what she's doing and why. But at the same time, she's got to look out. A lot of people got to look out. I still worry. 
I'm a big fan of Elon Musk. I wasn't really aware of, of, of who he is other than, you know, his, his whole space uh, aspirations and, and what he's doing with Tesla. But when he bought out uh, Twitter for ungodly amount of money, way too much more than he should have, uh, I'm, I'm like, wow, this guy is, is just setting aside his agenda as far as, you know, reaching Mars and, and creating the greatest electric car ever made. But now he's going to save our democracy at the same time, and he's getting so much flack. I worry that this guy could be targeted. And I know just saying that is dangerous, but I do worry about that because look, a lot of people on the left especially should be looking at this guy as, as, as the savior, not, not savior in that sense, don't get me wrong, or as the guy that's going to save the world because you want electricity, right? You, you, want, you want windmills on the east coast of, of, of uh, America in the, in the ocean, and now we're finding out that humpback whales and orcas are dying because they, they're, they're all confused. And you want all of this, and yet somehow or other Elon Musk is the enemy. I don't get that. And it's all because he, this whole thing about you know, what he has unveiled and what's been going on at Twitter. And now we find out that the, the CEO of Pfizer has restricted, has, has taken down a lot of controversial uh, uh, tweets about the effectiveness of, of, uh, of the vaccination. And, and now, now we're seeing all types of sudden deaths. As, oh, no, you can't talk about that. Oh, no, no, no. No, it's just, it's unfortunate. It's a coincidence. Look the other way. You're, you're an election denier. Don't forget that. So this guy, Elon Musk, has brought so much to this. We talked earlier about capitalism. I mean, this guy's everything wrapped up in one. He's a capitalist, and, and he's as intelligent, if not more so, than, than Einstein is. This guy should be put on a pedestal for a good reason, because he should be. He offers so much to humanity, and yet he's a threat to the left. And so is the woman running libs of TikTok. That's how they operate. They're such hypocrites. Hi, you're on the air. Hi, Glenn. Um, I was listening to the fellow a few calls back talking about some uh, interesting History Channel shows. Yeah. Doing. Yes, yes, that was well, lefty. Right. In light of the recent conversations about the um, terrible tenants and the landlords having their properties destroyed, yeah, there's yeah. a good show on Netflix. This will enlighten some people of why... The tenant laws are so strong. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a series on Netflix called um, Dirty Money. Dirty there's Money. There's an episode called Slumlord Millionaire. Hmm. And it profiles these New York City landlords that are rich beyond rich. Right. And they buy all these buildings, and they victimized all these tenants. I mean, mm-hmm. it was horrible what mm-hmm. they did to these tenants. And finally, this advocacy group came in and, you know, went to bat for these people in the courts. And they got the laws changed in New York State because of these New York City landlords. But now, we're all being held hostage by these laws because, you know, New York State laws apply to the whole state. Sure. So that's why I think part of the reason why Christina Mills is so reluctant to prosecute. Right. And the interesting part with these... Um, wait, 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 wait. Why, why, wait, wait, wait. Well, hold up. Why, why, is, why is it, in your view, why is Christina Mills... Uh, reluctant to prosecute someone who destroys property at a rental. Well, I wonder, I don't know, of course, but I wonder if you can't get anywhere. I mean, I've called the Attorney right. General's office as a landlord, and they basically just almost hang up on you. Mm-hmm. It's all for the tenants. All these rights are to protect the So tenants. wait, I, I'm, I'm a little bit confused with, with what, your scenario, because you're right. Because of uh, uh, rent control down in New York City, they, a lot of people were taken advantage of. They changed those rules in recent years. They're kicking them out on the streets. Well, the interesting, well one yeah. of the interesting parts is, when New York State finally got a hold of those New York City landlords, 
they all sold their buildings and moved to Maryland or Virginia, and they're going to start doing the same thing all over again in those states because they have weak tenant protection laws. I got you. Now, I'm a landlord. I'm totally, you know, against these tenants. I wish there's something that could be done, but I just, it offers some insight of how hmm. we're being held hostage sure. by these New York City situations, hmm. and the damage has flowed all the way upstate to us. Interesting. That's an interesting scenario. Um, but it's called, it's on Netflix. It's in the docuseries called um, Dirty Money. It's really interesting. So let me ask you, what, you you've, been a, you've been a landlord through COVID, is that correct? You know, through, through the last four I couldn't hear you. What'd you say? I, have you been a landlord for a long time? Since 2002. Okay, so. And I've been very fortunate. I've had nice, great tenants. Okay, so I treat them very well. I appreciate good tenants. Well, that's good, yeah. So how do you go about doing that without, you know, is it a, is it a luck of the draw? You know? I'll tell you, my son has a rental. He does credit checks. He does background checks. I've never done any of that. I talk to people. I I must have good radar. I don't know. Well, I mean, you've been lucky, but that no, you're right. So you, you could tell if someone's genuine, unless he's a Michael Keaton character from some bad '90s movie. Uh, where well, you know. I do also tell my tenants I used to work in a prison, so don't make my prison. Ah, ha, 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 <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I know a guy by the name of Muggsy. So if, listen, if things go south, you no, know. I- you're going to have no, to deal I with him. Tenants, look, I want you to be happy over here. Right. I don't need to be bothering you. Just pay your rent and keep your place reasonably clean. Right. Be mindful of the tenants in the other apartment. That's right. all I ask. And no, do- what about dogs? Do you allow dogs? Well, well, you know, I used to say no pets, but then I realized that the pet industry in America is so huge. Mm-hmm. If you eliminate people with pets, you're eliminating a lot of potential tenants. But does that so cause I- problems later on when you find out that someone's dog is barking at 3 o'clock in the morning? Or have you ever had that issue? I haven't had that issue good, yet. Well, no. good, good, because that's the one thing I, I would do, wear, or bites. I you do um, try to eliminate certain breeds because of... Right. Yeah, I'm glad you. I'm glad like you brought that up because someone was sitting in for somebody wherever during the holiday season on AM radio and locally, and one, I forget who it was, it might have been Matt Walsh, who I really, really like, and he was saying, you know, when you buy a pit bull... And, and you know you, you, you're not in, you know if you, you're you're endangering other people. You, you all of a sudden you are a menace to other people, and you feel like, oh it's my freedom. Oh it's it's a free world. I can get a pit bull. And all of a sudden you just made it worse for other people because they don't bite you. They bite somebody else. And it made, well, and the other thing is, if my homeowner's insurance comes up, gets or goes up, guess what I'm going to do? I'm going to raise the rent to cover my insurance. That, that's right. Okay. So again, that's that's a that's a tough question, and, and not all pit bulls are bad. But he's, he had a staggering statistic of all the maulings in America. We just saw one recently where a three-year-old was killed. Uh, all the maulings in America from dogs, 70% come from the same pit bull breed. 70%. Uh, I mean, if there's yeah. one thing that, that, that they have to look into, it's restricting that. Because typically the people that get pit bulls want to look like a pit bull themselves. It's like a guy with, a, with an issue buying a really nice car, if you know where I'm going with that. But nonetheless, I think it's people that want to be badasses. But they're just jeopardizing this is the, the 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 neighborhood, not not themselves, and that's unfair. But uh, great yeah. call, I appreciate, and I, I hope everything. I'm glad that you've had no issues during COVID as a landlord, ma'am. I haven't. I have great tenants. I'm very lucky. Awesome. Great. Okay. Thank you again. Uh, well, good show today. We're down to about a minute and a half. If you want to chime in to be the last call of the day, by all means, uh, do so. Um, there was something I wanted to mention. Oh, I, I listen. Last night, um, yeah, Lefty was uh, brought up the game. He missed four extra points. Um, something's in his head, and it started with the first one. That's how it happens. But uh, listen, I made a bad prediction. I said that uh, <laughs> I said Brady in the in the in the um, duh, what the hell's the name of the the, the, the Buccaneers, the Bucks. 
uh, would win last night. I wasn't even close. So it's anyone's game. I'm not saying Dallas is going to go to the to the Super Bowl. They never do. But they looked good last night. Dak, uh, Dak Prescott looked really good last night. I can't believe I'm even saying that. And I'm not like a, a Dallas hater. It's just that every year I hear it. And as a Yankee fan, I'm sure in, a non-Yankee fans are upset with me or anyone that says, oh, the Yankees are going to go all the way because they're supposed to. That's the same attitude I get from Dallas fans. Like, We're supposed to be in the Super Bowl. Well, it's been a long time. But you know what? It might happen this year because, it, 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 you know, the Giants might actually make it to the Super Bowl. Anyone can win. It's not, it's not what your record is. It's how you're playing in December, January. That's what's most important. That's for all sports, by the way. So congratulations to the Dallas Cowboys. And equally as important, congratulations to all the fans that have been, just been sweating it out with this team for decades. You really deserve it. And so I was r- wrong last night. Uh, we'll do it again uh, today on the Live at Five show right here on AM 1240. Right now, AM 1240, WA10, what makes us legal. Up next, CBS News. On the hour, sponsor they never seen before, so he started flying towards it, which he thought was kind of odd because you know he's supposed to be over the Arctic Ocean, and not right. supposed to see no mountains up there. But you know what? When he flew over those mountains, the the valleys and below it became all like uh, there's trees, it was green, there was flowing water. Hmm. Emerald Bird kept going, okay, and then off his port and starboard wing, these two crafts basically. Um, took control of his aircraft like a tractor beam you know right. like, i don't know how they did it but they made him land hmm. okay emerald bird went to these cities that are up in the north don't forget now i told you there's more than seven continents all right <laughs> there's a lot more land out there than we're being told emerald bird had a message to bring back to america and the people up north who have these crafts that you call ufos they said that you have the technology of these big bombs, the nuclear weapons. You're not supposed to be using them the way you're using them, and, you know, you got to go back and tell your government not to use them. Do you know what happened when Admiral Burke came back and gave his report? Not at all. They, they forced him into retirement, hmm. and they, then they ended up killing him shortly after that. Jeez. Wow. Tough crowd. So, Admiral you can look it all up. All right. All right, Admiral mm-hmm. Bird was one of America's greatest explorers. And you know when he explored the South Pole? I thought he was you know British. What he said? Yeah. He said that beyond the South Pole, there is a larger continent than America hmm. that's been unexplored. So what does that mean? He can go beyond the South Pole also, and there's another continent? Uh, that doesn't make sense on a globe. Well, first of all, okay? I, can I just say something here, Donnie? Could you believe on the decision yeah. of, of Judge McCluskey that you and I are talking about beyond the seventh continent right now, and no one else is calling about McCluskey's decision, I think that in itself well, is extraterrestrial. Well, you glad you are, because uh, this is the topic I love talking about. I know. I figured um, I'm a li- Listen, I am disappointed in that judge's decision. I really am. So, you know, so they're, they're probably throwing a party right now, those three. Dip, 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 dip. Party! Well, mate, why not? No one's doing donuts with the cards out in front of Lundy's place. Well, you know, in, in reality, though, this deal was going to happen up until the Blevins, uh, you know, lawsuit. So, really, this, you know, okay, so that, that, was the, that was the bump in the road, and then the bump is gone. So, the vote that happened, what, early December, continues, right? I mean, is that the way we look at it right. going forward? So, they have it. It goes on. So, yeah, the Watertown is going to have the 18 hole at the park, and then... PJ is going to be able to develop the other nine holes. And this also means, 
this also means that Cliff only is going to come in. And you know what? If Cliff is listening right now, hey, let's open up the phone lines to Cliff only. He could call in right now. Make sense? Yeah, he might. Anyway, anyway, thanks, Glenn, and uh, look up what I told you about Admiral Byrd. I will, definitely. All right, I'll talk. All right, bye. Uh, So there you have it. Yeah, 404, I got the text. I'm like, oh, boy, this is going to be a heck of a show. Why was I wrong? Anyway, uh, okay, so let's do this since no one's calling in at this point. I was so prepared to talk and allow the people to speak. But obviously that has changed. So let's do a commercial break. We'll be back. Uh, welcome back. Uh, it is now 24 minutes after the hour. We got somebody on the phone. Let's go to the phones right away. Hi, you're in the air. Hey, what's going on, Glenn? It's, uh, it's Tim the Enchanter. What's going on, Tim? Well, yeah, I think people are stunned. I, I, it's not April 1st, right? <laughs> Good point. No, it's not April 1st. Uh, I, I just checking. And at least it's on the, on the news uh, line already. Uh, right? Oh. Uh, now we'll hope we can get together and... Unite together and work. Why? You weren't interested in working before. Hmm. Why? See, if they have it their way, they would appeal the decision. I wonder if they have a choice of appealing the decision, for one, because most certainly Cliff would have. Yeah, that's a moot so, point at this uh, point. Yeah. What's goose would, uh, good for the goose is good for the gander. So uh, I, I don't believe anything coming out of their mouth at all, period. They have ruined their credibility and the judge never really answered the question whether it's a stinking gift you're telling me that a city council hey they must well go out and spend 30 million dollars on a flagpole and call it good it's okay to me there it, it, the question was not answered I think it should be appealed, and the question should be answered. How can you make a logical decision when you do not know the appraisal of a piece of property, and therefore there's no such thing as a gift? Well, I, again, I, I, you know, this is, I, and I, you're, you, you hit the nail on the head right away when you said people are shocked by this, and you know we can go over this again and again, just like what you're doing right now, and there's nothing wrong with that, but. You know, the, the, oh, for instance, let's just see. Uh, dip, 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 dip. Uh, apparently, he addressed that being Mr. McCluskey addressed the gift in the hearing last Wednesday, Tim. So that's what I've been told. Anyway. Well, then there's there's no such thing as a gift. I mean, right now that gives them a license to do anything they want to do. Go ahead and build three more pools. Go ahead and do what you want to do and spend, spend, spend. Nobody really cares. My advice to Sarah and Jeff is just to resign and call it good and let those three amigos run the show because they're going to do it anyhow, and you're just going to look stupid and sit there. They have to take the punishment from these three for illogical decisions that they make. So you're saying that they're, you know, they're, lame, they're going to be a lame duck a council uh, and that will just uh, spend your money at will because they have that three to two advantage despite the fact that people have sat over yeah, this. Why, is that why what you're saying? You there and take it? Why would you sit there and take it? I, I would not take that. Mm. There, there's no unification within that council. Well, there is three. to some degree Still. amongst the three. Yeah. Huh? Um, amongst the three, there is a unifi- unified uh, uh, yeah, alliance, that's for sure. Three, What's the point of being on the council when your hands are tied behind your back and you can't do nothing, Glenn? 
So uh, I'm would you, also. Would you stay like that? He, uh, apparently, the judge said he did not agree of it being a gift. So you know, again, that's that's. No, he didn't say that. Oh, okay. He, oh. he said he said if you guys find that it's a gift, you want to vote him out. That's the way I read it. Wow, well, no, he didn't no, say no. Nothing, I, I, whether it was a gift or no gift. All right. So let me let me read it again. However, McCluskey ruled the sale doesn't represent an illegal activity. And if a voter believes their representatives have paid too much, much that much for an item, they can get upset. And if they believe they greatly overpaid, they can vote him out of office. So there's no real, you know. No, what's he believe? Oh, well, he's he's going by the law of the it's land. A gift or not a gift? He's sidestepping the question. I, I know. For instance, when I was on when I was on trial for that train wreck of a place across town, when they tried to break up the uh, the uh, the union over there, uh, that you know the the state the owners lost that case. But uh, there was credibility still given to the witnesses, and that included me. I was up there for three hours one day. But nonetheless, we still lost. So sometimes the judge will understand why there was a lawsuit, why, for instance, the, the union was a waste of time and all that other stuff. But they still have to go by the law of the land. And that's what it comes down to. That's what it comes down to, uh, Tim. So he's so going with no the law, and if you don't like gift. it, you can vote what? him out. So that's what McCluskey what, what, said. What, what's, what's the and he didn't have to gift? say that. What's that now, Tim? What's the level of free gift? Where's that level? No, no, no. We'll have to find a, a lawyer to, to to address that. But, Tim, as always, yeah. and thank you for calling. I'm glad that well, people... I, I, I was I worried there. there. If I was Sarah and Jeff, I'd move along. There you go. I mean, you can't beat the, you know, the Fruit of the Moons up there. Bye, <laughs> Jeff. All right, thanks. I'll talk. Hi, you're in the air. Hey there. I heard the verdict is out on Golfgate. Yes, it is out. And uh, apparently the city won. It all depends on how you look at it. Uh, but uh, it's uh, essentially been dismissed, so now the sale can continue. Oh, well, Glenn, yeah, I read through the case with my uh, partner last night, my partner in crime, and, uh, you know, it didn't really seem, I can, I can understand why the judge dismissed it. It didn't really seem to have a, a claim, so I'm not necessarily in favor of the city buying the golf course. Right. Um, I think this, this filing was, was kind of weak. Why do you say that? Because she didn't really have any standing. Do hmm. you think it was frivolous then? Um, well, I'm not saying it's frivolous. It's more more political, and I think people have a right to do that. I guess my main point is that I think in this particular case, the judge was right to dismiss it. Now, if somebody wanted to file on more substantial grounds, right? Then uh, I think they should, and you know, they they probably should be a better assessment of the value of this course, right? And. So- uh, you know, this, this goes back you know, quite a number of years. The Watertown Golf Club was a private entity and then sold to this, uh, this other gentleman from Watertown, Lundy. Right. And then it ties in with the Ives Golf Course. And, right, uh, right, right. Right. And the compromise, I call you know, the, it. Yeah. The problems with this course and maybe its financial viability go back a, go back a long time. And I think, uh, you know, that the NDA agreement that some of the councilmen and women were under is, should be no longer valid. Hopefully they, they can speak to the reasons for their decision moving forward. Yeah, oh, I'm sure they will. That's for certain. So you, you so the, the, the judge, in your opinion at least, if I'm reading you right, uh, had to make this decision. Is that correct? Well, I, th- I think it's logical. We read through you know, some of the case. There's like 20 filings. I think going to go look at it. And Jefferson right. County's Supreme Court website, go look at it. Sure. And it just, you know, it just seems... Uh, I can understand why the judge dismissed it. So, are you? In, they didn't I, seem to have grounds or standing. They didn't seem to make a good legal argument. So, what? Yeah, and what about the gift? I mean, you know, uh, Tim was talking about the gift. What say you about that? Uh, how did the judge assess the the whole gift aspect? 
in your opinion? Uh, it's kind of kind of puzzling. I guess I didn't. Are you talking about the alleged gift yeah. to uh, Mr. Sameo? Uh, well, no. I, I just because if you read the actual uh, lawsuit itself, it talks about it like the constitutionality of it being a gift. Uh, and I don't have it in front of me. I should. But you know that's what people have been saying. Again, people are going to be asking these questions for weeks on end. But what I thought was interesting, and perhaps you can reflect on this, it's it's interesting that the judge uh, it lent uh, some uh, some advice to the constituents. If you're angry, you know that's your prerogative. If you're really angry that they paid way too much over it, then you can vote them out. That's unsolicited. Why would the judge, in your opinion, say that? Does he know that this is going to be an unpopular decision, and that's why he said that? Well, I think he leaves the option open to the people that they can vote people out if they think they paid too much for it and bring other people in. Yeah. And I guess, you know, putting forth this lawsuit or this claim, so to speak, at a constitutional level, um, you know, when the issue is at a local level, I think, you know, this oftentimes doesn't hold merit. This, you know, the city, in theory, can buy an asset or a property or a golf course or an ice cream stand if they want. Right, right. So going forward, I mean, let's just hypothetically say that there's, there's going to be no uh, speed bumps or whatever. The city will close up on this deal, I'm assuming, in the next 60 to 90 days. Uh, uh, you know, so is, this, is this good for Watertown, in your opinion? You know, that's a good question. I'm kind of mixed. Again, I, I think that they paid way too much for it. There's indications that other golf courses in the area went for three to $500,000. I don't have that right in front of me. Mm-hmm. Another golf course I'm aware of in the South as a PGA level golf course went for uh, I think it's 2.6 million. So yeah. I understand the threat of a lawsuit. Right. Um, I just think the you know the people need to be informed about what led up to this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and, make our and, own decisions. So is it, are we really paying for the threat of a lawsuit or are we paying for a golf course? Right, that's that's a good point. And now, not only uh, uh, is the city paying three point four million, but now we have operating costs on top of all that. And now we're going to get into the golf business. I don't know if we're good at that, to tell you the truth. It's a tough business. Well, we'll see. Glad yeah. maybe you can volunteer. Do you have any golf experience? I have no golf experience at all, but I do know that Pete. Otherwise, uh, what's Pete's last name? The Irish instructor. He's he's a legendary guy. Uh, maybe maybe the city can hire him so he could be the pro up there, so he could teach everyone how to golf. Who knows? Yeah, maybe we can bring Stu Jamison back. There you go. Stu. Da- Why? I thought Stu was still here. Now, Stu, what a great guy. Yeah. Now, I think the course misses him, and the course really has improved a lot over the last 30, 40 years. We'll see. Uh, it's a big undertaking for a city. I'm not confident that Parks and Rec can handle such a thing. They probably want to bring in, uh, okay. you know, I'm sure there is some yeah. local expertise on how to run the different aspects of the pro shop, the greenskeeping, and sure. the restaurant there. Right, right. Another aspect of it is, uh, you know, growing up, I, mean, I just always thought it was absurd. I know we have this, uh, you know, declaration of that, that little parking lot off to the side as, as being part of Thompson Park. Mm-hmm. But it's just, you know, it's just absurd that we, could, that we can't have more parking there for the people that do play golf for tournaments and, mm-hmm. you know, men's ladies' nights. All times where traffic is high there. Just, it's just kind of puzzling, and I, mm-hmm. and, uh, I, just, I couldn't imagine that a member of the Sherman family here, you know, the golf course is a large part of Thompson Park, so to speak. It's a larger reason why people go up there. Sure. And, you know, that portion of it has been a parking lot since the 80s. Yeah, for a long I time. I can't imagine somebody, you know, kind of revoking the, the license or whatever of Thompson Park over 
a little square of parking lot, which really doesn't help enhance the golf course. No, no, and it, like it had to, to be golf there. It had I to be reconfigured. I don't see the big deal. And I haven't seen the golf course, but from what I understand, the 18th green had to be moved. A couple of uh, tee boxes were moved. So uh, you know, I, I, and that that's a big undertaking. Yeah, that's unfortunate. Yeah, the 18th uh, green was really beautiful. I mean, I. Uh, such a great drive. They used to overshoot it and drill the golf uh, clubhouse. Yeah. Times. Oh, really? <laughs> so, okay, let me ask uh, you. So, you know, you certainly know a lot more than I do. What What is, I heard that the new green was just put in recently. Is is it, how far away is it from the original green? Or does, does it change the dynamics of the 18th hole? No, honestly, I don't know that part, but the 18th hole was a, you know, a pretty hole on the course. Yeah. Although, yeah, and, I, I and overall, it's a nice municipal course. It's beautiful. When it gets plenty of water and has good greenskeeping and fertilizer, it's uh, mm-hmm. you know it's a little bit shorter than some courses, but it's yeah, a nice it course is. to play. It is. It's beautiful. It's tight in some areas too. Sure, so thank, overall, yeah. you know, it's good to have Ives Hill, the 18 holes there. It's good to have. Uh, yeah, but we're not. Town, but but a golf club. Yeah, yeah but, I think it would be a shame if you know they talk about all these lawsuits and suits and such. It would be. A debacle and a mess for the city and its residents and the people that like to play golf. If somehow mm-hmm. like both of them did get shut down, yeah. Well, and here's the thing. I mean, if you know, obviously everything is is, is moving uh, the way the developers want it to be moved. That means the back nine of Ives, and I always call it the compromise, are going to be shut down. What say you about that? You sound like you know golf. That's a beautiful course. That's as close to a PGA course I, as we I got. I think that would be unfortunate. Yeah, I really think that would be unfortunate as somebody who's played Ives as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, for the most part, I stuck to the front nine. Yeah, but not having the back nine makes it just less of a reason to play golf there. Yeah, interesting. Good assessment. Most, most people go there to play go play golf to play eighteen. Eighteen holes, and uh, and of course the the golf club there, the the actual uh, clubhouse is beautiful. PJ did a remarkable job, like he always does with his construction. Yeah, he really did improve it, and it turned into a, a nice restaurant and like bar lounge area. Right uh, in that part of town, there's no other bar restaurant in no, that part of town. Not at all. Not, not even close. Another I, thing which might be controversial is I personally even after playing both these courses, I'm not necessarily against some development and housing on there if it's done you know, in such a way as to not interfere with, with golf. So in other words, save save the back nine and develop around it like that. Like they've kind of been doing that over the last couple of years. Decades. I'm not against it. All these other golf courses around the country mm-hmm. have houses have houses around them all all the time. Uh, yeah, right. Even up yeah, in uh, Ti and uh, you know clink into the apartments there. I won't admit if I have hit you know the city bus and pretty much every car in that parking lot. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah, what every, is that? Every house. What is it, number 11 with the dog leg right? That's, yeah, you're always hitting uh, something over there or, or, or close to it. It's, it's like the British Open over there. It's really, you know, it's tight. Or rather, you know, That's it's that dog tight. leg right. Yeah. And then as you return across I Street, I think I've hit every house yeah. along that area, too. Yeah. So, it would be ashamed. Again, yeah, I'm not. That if, if they did some kind of development at the park, mm-hmm. then I, I wouldn't necessarily be against it. It actually could be nice as mm-hmm. long as. The homes and the people in those homes are, are truly out of the way of the path of a golf ball or protected in some way. Yeah, it, and, it could and, be kind of nice to make yeah. the golf club a little bit better. Yeah, and and again, from what I've been told, uh, there is a, a paper road uh, leading into uh, what is out of Gotham Street in the town of Watertown there, which is where the majority of the access, if you will, uh, to this new development would start from. But again, I don't understand enough of it to say, but I do know that's part of what enticed 
oh, what should be enticing to this whole deal? A lot of people disagree with that. Don't get me wrong. But they look at the potential beyond the cost of it at this juncture. So I figured I'd throw that in there. Well, sir, thank you very much for your yeah, assessment. Right. You I obviously know. As a parting comment, uh, I'm yeah. glad this was decided pretty quickly. And I hope it, uh, you know, allows for and unleashes the different council persons to put forth their their take on things that seemed restricted by this NDA. And I'll have to give some kudos to, to Mr. Olney there for you know, being one of the, he's really one of the few people in public office that does respond to constituents. Interesting. It's, it's kind of refreshing. There you go. So well, thank you very much. No, thank you. Yeah, uh, uh, sound like Elvis. Hi, you're on the, uh, you're on the Live at Five show. Uh, is he done talking? Yes, he's done, he's done, he's done. It's your I'm turn. A pretty savvy guy. Yeah, yeah, he knew his stuff. Well, I, you, know, you, might, you might remember uh, what I asked uh, a week or so, 10 days ago. I said, let's, uh, let's all settle down and wait for the judge McCluskey to make his decision. It was six days ago. Yeah, he, the hearing was last Wednesday. And he did. Yeah, he did. Now, the question is, uh, anything like this, is there going to be some sort of, quote, repeal? Oh, I, that I don't know. Or a challenge. I don't know how that ruling works. He's a what, Supreme Court justice, right? That's yeah, yeah, that's what he is. Now, that's not the highest court in the state. So I don't know if the, uh, the teams, uh, that is the, uh, the Lundy team and the, the PJ team, is going to go forward with anything to try to make this deal happen the way that the city council, quote, passed it. I don't know if that. I think that's a question that lingers over us is whether or not it will be a repeal or even if it can be repealed. Oh, that's a good question. If anyone out there in the legal world world can address that a, by all means. A, I know certain things can be repealed but there's something like this I'm just not really sure hmm. I've been doing a little research and I can't seem to find the answer to that question hmm. but uh, I think that's what's hanging over us right now uh, my own personal opinion you know I, I don't want to wade into this too deep but I got my own views and a few other things because I live close to I still here and uh, I see it out my kitchen window all the time so uh, yeah and uh, I, I love golf uh, always have ever since 1970 when I first started playing. Right. And, uh, but I think that, I just, not, I just told people, wait and see what's going to happen after the 11th. Of course, we know what happened then. He made the decision, put it off, and made the, uh, I said, we'll put it off, and I'll let you know in a few days. Right. So I think that's right, and I feel pretty good about that. I don't know how the two parties are going to be impacted by this. Uh, the lady that filed the suit, what was her name again? Blevins. Sarah? I'm sure she's tickled to death and probably drank an extra, bo- uh, extra glass of wine tonight with her dinner. Why? Why did he say that? She lost, though. I mean, her, uh, well, how did she lose? Well, I, I mean, well, why did she put, uh, put forth the, uh, the lawsuit to begin with? She wanted a, a different outcome. So, you know, that's the way I look at it. What outcome did she want? Oh, well, the outcome was that she she thought it was unconstitutional. That's that's why she put, that's why she uh, had this lawsuit to begin with. That's that's been the quintessential. Monkey wrench and all of this. From, what, you know, what part did I miss then about this whole thing? I, it seemed like I missed something while I was driving a while ago. What, what did I miss? Okay, the, the decision on, on Blevins' uh, lawsuit was came in today. Yeah. And, and, and so, if, she, if why would she do it? I mean, she doesn't. Listen, if I had Miss Blevins on the phone right now, she she wouldn't like this decision. Correct me if I'm wrong, Danny. She wouldn't like this at all. So she was challenging the deal going through the way it was. Uh, uh, yes, paper. yes. That's why we were talking about the gift and all that other stuff. Well, we wouldn't be talking about anything right now, Danny. Well, she challenged it, and he ruled in her favor. Is that correct? Am I reading this wrong? Supreme Court Justice James McCluskey has ruled the city of Watertown's purchase of the Watertown can happen. Can't? Uh, can. C-A-N. Can. 
Oh, I thought you said can't. No, Danny, of all people, Danny, you usually the person. No, you, I was driving a while ago, and I couldn't You're like the mail online person in this building. You know more information before it even happens, well, no, except I today. you said then, uh, if, so the deal's going to go forward. Yes, yes. No, Miss no, Blevins no. is very angry at this point. Now, I don't know how angry, but. I, I thought you said can't. No, so, no, no, okay, no. I'm sorry. I, I missed that. I apologize. No, that's right. And uh, I'll be the first one to do it. So now we'll, we'll I'm just going to go forward, so we'll see. There you go. There you go. But, Wait uh, and see. That last caller was right about uh, modifying the, the golf course and what have you, Ives, and up there. Uh, at the at the park, park yeah. Uh, what they call it, TP at the Thompson Park. Right, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah exactly. DC, Thompson yep. Park Golf so, okay, I just, I'm sorry, I misunderstood. That's all right. I, I heard you say it's that. It's like a Roseanne, that. Roseanne, Dana moment. Never mind. One in one ear and out the other. I thought, sure, uh, he didn't, I thought he didn't. No, no, you're good. The, the deal cannot. No. Instead of can't. No, see, okay. yeah. Well, I, I stand corrected on that. And, there you go. Uh, we'll see what happens. There you go. Well, we okay. did see what happened. <laughs> okay, okay good. We're all over the place. All right. Thanks. Hi, you're in the air. Hi, you're in the air. Hey, what's going on, Glenn? I just got word back that they have, the judge has approved the deal for the golf course. Right, right. So what say you about that, Jason? Okay, I guess everyone's well, behind like 40 minutes today. On New York because people can't even afford groceries. You have over three, 400 homeless people in Jefferson County. So what? my question is, how in the hell can the city afford a four point or three point seven million dollar project, Sorry. and how is that constitutional? How how does the state have the legal right to spend people's money? Well, I mean, again, it was challenged, and uh, a Supreme Court just a judge said it's uh, you know the challenge is not good enough, and if you don't like it, you can vote them out. That's what he said in, in so many well, words. Well, well, the danger also, Glenn, is people property taxes in the future will go for the roof because someone is going to be paying for all this. I think we should all learn how to golf, <laughs> make this worth our while. You know, <laughs> if people feel like they've been given lemons, well, that's, it's time to make lemonade out of it, right, uh, Jason? I mean, Well, well it's, the problem is these individuals tell people what they want to hear. It doesn't tell people what they need to hear. Well, and yeah. that's the problem with the city council members because when you ask them straightforward questions, is it responsible for you to spend 3.4, 3.7, and also spend an extra quarter million dollars on the three pools for maintenance and upkeep? Yeah, that's the big question. It's not just the cost. It's and again, this this discussion. Uh, and, now, and now I'm just getting a text. Judges rarely overturn decisions made by legislative bodies. Um, yeah, it's, it's, it's kind of like a ruling on the field on a football game. Typically, they'll go with, you know, if it's tight, they'll go with the original ruling. So it's somewhat and, similar and there. What, what do you think about this, Glenn? <sighs> How do you feel about it as a working middle-class taxpayer? Uh, well, uh, yeah, again, I was, I was surprised by the price. Uh, I was surprised there was no appraisal. Um, there, there, there is an argument that uh, there was an ar- there was enough time for council people to assess. There was a was an, there was a claim. There was enough time for people to have privilege on the floor, albeit maybe it was in September, October, November. But this all culminated, as you know, Jason, real quickly in late November, early December, and we're like all of a sudden, oh well, no, we got to make this vote happen, and then then the vote happened in early December. And then a week or two later, we had, or three weeks later, we had this this uh, this uh, this lawsuit by Blevins. So you know, we've evolved from what 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 started off as a benign headline that people weren't paying attention to, 
And a lot of people, including PJ, will say, wait a minute, this happened this, there, and the other place. So, no, that's untrue. There was opportunity, but uh, that never happened. And now we have ourselves a golf course. That's what it comes down to, Jason. Well, right, right. I understand that, Glenn. The, the issue I get back to, more majority half the people did not want it. Only a very few of Cliff's friends. And Lisa is, is sells houses, so I don't know how she can put in her mind not to do appraisal or the value of the land. Well, we'll have that opportunity course. tomorrow. I believe Lisa's coming in tomorrow. That, that could change. I don't know because I, I, and who knows? Maybe we could bring in uh, Lisa and uh, and Cliff at the same time. That would be a that show would be because, a very interesting. Because there's so many questions, Glenn. Is, was there any backroom deals? Did anyone get some money on the side? Because <laughs> I hear lots of things going on that were not discussed in a public open forum to the public itself. Right. So if there if there is some criminal activity or some backroom deal that someone's getting money, whether it be any decals, means I'm not sure, but it's, it's very suspicious for power of people, people in power, to push this thing that hasn't been appraisal, and we don't know the true value right. of the golf course and the land. That's okay. Well, listen, Jason, i got to go because i got to do a break in a little bit, but I, I appreciate you, you calling in, my friend, and we'll talk to you soon. You too. I'll talk you to too. you. Uh, Jason, he's running for council. One of these days. You're on the air. Hey, Glenn, how's it going? Tonight? What's happening? Hey, the way I see it. Oh, turn turn your radio down if you can. Yeah, hang on for a second. I yeah. wasn't I wasn't for or against the golf course either way because I don't golf. But yeah. Um, I think we should move on. He's made his decision, mm-hmm. and like getting gigs in the band, three months in advance, people are going to want to get their golf tournaments, and and if these guys are going to screw around in court, all thirty-two sure. of them. Yeah. There isn't going to be any golf season. Right. So, you know so basically, then uh, we're talking to Mr. Gladel. Uh, at this point, you know, it was like, uh, you know, the your bet, your bed's been made. Now you got to sleep in it. Is that, that is that what you're saying, Rich? Pretty much. Yeah. You know, let's go with the flow, and if if, if it doesn't work out well, the city can, like the judge said, they can always exactly keep out of office if they have to. You know, I mean. Right. And and, and honestly, and I know I ke- I keep looking at that statement. Uh, it's it's fascinating because you know. You know, I don't know Mr. James McClus- uh, Judge McCluskey. Uh, I don't know anything about him, and I'm sure he's a good man, but I'm sure he's like, geez, I'm going to make this decision based on the law, and people aren't going to like it, so i got to add something. I don't have to, but instead he says it, and I'll say it again. However, McCluskey ruled the sale doesn't represent an, an illegal activity, and if a voter believes their representatives have paid too much for an item, they can get upset. And if they believe they greatly overpaid, they can vote them out of office. To me, I don't. That's not even cryptic, Rich. He's saying something right there. He he, he didn't have to say that. He, well, he, let's put it this way: if if you had people, half the people want it, half of them don't. He's appeasing to both, really. Well, I, I just I love how he says, if they believe their representatives pay too much, and then he says, but <laughs> they can get really upset. He doesn't say really. I'm sorry. I can't. I, lead the witness here. They can get upset if they b- believe they greatly overpaid. They can vote them. I, I, I find that fascinating. I really do. And it gets back to my is, is situation across town and that you know mess over there. Uh, same situation. No matter how good how good your intentions are, the law says this. So there you have it. But, uh, Rich, I gotta you know go. I got, I'm, yeah. I'm not against housing up there neither. So there you go. Well, I, Rich, well, that's a good point. Uh, Rich, thank. I got to do a break, but thank you, my friend. I got to do a break because we're way behind, and we'll be back after this. You've been hearing about. 
Uh, welcome back. Uh, active show. And uh, let me just take this phone and we'll get into some details of what happened today with McCluskey's decision. Hi, you're in the air. Yeah, Glenn. There isn't 32 tournaments at the golf course. No, I know. I was kidding. I, that was what he There's claimed. Yeah. 12 or 13. Right. Only lied about that. Yeah. He said that he got a over. blatant lie by only. He, he, I, he there was 32 uh, tournaments trying to convince the city taxpayers that, oh, we got 32 uh, tournaments. We're right. going to make a lot of money. Right, right, right. Yeah. Does no. anybody see that? He says, well, he was excited for the city, so he said 32. Right. He said 32 for a purpose. And now there's only 12 or 13, and there's not one have signed a contract to play at the park. It's just asking if they could have a tournament. Right, right. And then so it's a blatant lie by only. Come on, people. Figure this man out. Thanks, Glenn. There you go. Thank you very much. Hi, you're in the air. Hey, Glenn, I just wanted to recall because I really like that caller. Yeah. That, uh, you know, that, uh, I wish he would call back more often. He sounds like a very intelligent person. I yeah. think he missed the opportunity. I think he knows some things about the law, about wording the, um, you know, uh, the petition. Against, well, I thought uh, I did, but yeah, yeah. Uh, I think he, you know, I'd like to see him call back in the future. Yeah, and by the way, just 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 so we have okay, thanks, Tim. I pre- I will. Yeah. No, I agree. I, I agree. But just just so there's clarity, you know, this whole accusation of payoffs and under the table, uh, these are accusations. There is no proof of that. And uh, this station, for instance, obviously doesn't you know <laughs> doesn't condone that or doesn't look at it that way at all. But we've heard that. So oh, there's got to be something here, right? There's got to be. Someone's getting a payoff here. Geez, I just turned into Richard Milhouse Nixon. Uh, that is not the case. And if that were the case, obviously someone would have to go way out of the way to prove that. And that's a money trail that at this juncture no one could ever do because, quite frankly, it didn't happen. But, again, since, since people look at this like, how could this happen, they're conjuring up a lot of things like, oh, there must have been a payoff somehow. Uh, we don't have any proof of that whatsoever. You're on the air. Dallas. Hi, you're on the air. Oh, there you go. Oh, even even the hang-up guy has is, is, is gotten involved with this one. The good old hang-up guy, who was, in fact, talking to uh, Mayor Jeff Smith last week with some question that was benign, meant nothing. You know, he tried to change his accent and all, whatever. I think he's calling from Fulton. One of the other. I can't figure it out. But whenever he calls, it's usually a private line like this one. There he is again. But I, t- I take him off, and then he continues talking or calling. So, unfortunately, I just got to do that. He's just a bad apple in a, in a barrel of good apples, and he ruins it for everybody else because now I have to be suspect on every friggin' phone call as a result of that guy. But, and that just fuels his fire because he's got nothing else to do. He's got nothing else to do whatsoever. Again, yeah, it's private. All right, so this is, this is how we operate. So if you want to um, chime in, uh, by all means, uh, uh, do so. And uh, what else, something else that happened locally... I was talking to a businessman about that tragedy that happened in, uh, it, it's, uh, it's, it's, it's an obvious tragedy when, a, when an 11-year-old kid going to get a gallon of milk for her mother is shot on the way back home. Uh, she got caught in the crossfire. This happened in Syracuse last night. And it's just it's such, a, such a shame that that happened. But I, I just, you know, it's, it, it happens so often. You know, it's not just in New York City. It's not just in Chicago. St. Louis, New Orleans, an 11-year-old is no longer alive because someone 
was disrespected yes last night. And it's, oh, it was over drugs or maybe someone stepped on his Nikes. Someone, I mean, on Martin Luther King Day, too, by the way. There's something very, very significant about that. When is, when is someone, I mean, again, if that 11-year-old was shot by a white police officer or, for that matter, a black police officer, we would know that story. But because she was killed by just another passerby who they're probably never going to catch, by the way, it's no big deal. No one in the black community is stepping up for their own cause unless it involves a rogue officer that pulled the trigger when he or she shouldn't have. And that in itself is wrong. And we know that. But it still continues all the time. Hi, you're in the air. Hey, time went by fast today for people not being that interested in it. Yeah, not to mention Danny Francis didn't even know what was going on. I mean, what happened there? I know. Usually Danny's on top of those things. He's been a little little missed on the the last few days, though. So I think he's just been busy. He said he was on the road and he was listening to the car, you know. Sometimes, you know, you hear someone say can, you think they said can't. So that's understandable. And maybe he was expecting something different. Is this the call that you expected it would be? Did you think that's what the, the judge would, would say? Um, I, you know, I'm not a legal guy, so I really don't know. Uh, but I, aren't you fascinated with that little anecdote he added on, on, on top of his decision? I, I think that in itself speaks volumes. He didn't have to say that. I, I'm sorry for, you know, you know hitting, killing with, like, beating with, like, a dead horse. I got to read it again. <laughs> he said. Yeah, no, I, 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 heard, I heard you read it, and I read it myself. It doesn't seem all that off place to me. It just sounds as though it's kind of like some legal term that you'd go out there. That's not a legal term. He says if you believe they pay too much for an item, they can get upset. If they greatly overpaid, they can vote them out of office. That's unsolicited. Well, but he what, said it what anyway. What he's doing is he's saying you can't sue. <laughs> he's giving you what your alternatives of this is how you Right. Well, well, he made that. Yeah, like sure, that. sure. Yeah, you're right. So I, I, I don't know. I, I you know, in, in this particular thing, you know, the it, it got it got handled and it's over and done. I hope we don't dwell on it forever. You know, I yeah, that's a good point. Know, I hope we move on. Right. That's the only way I can look at that. Let's not waste. I, in oh. fact, I hope that they need a, a new sound system up there. I hope, <laughs> I hope it works out that way. You know, right. what are you going to do? You got to sometimes if you. You get dealt lemons, you got to try to make it into lemonade. You just took my line. That was my line. My line. You took it. Parks and Recreation, the other guy I think was Lula, Parks and Recreation do a phenomenal job on everything I see them do. Yeah, no, I know. I I agree. I think think they'll do a good job there. Scott does a good job. Real good job. I think it'll it'll be an asset to the city, and I think it's over and done. We've got to try to look at it positive. That's the only way we can do now. I wouldn't try to put any more effort into it if I was anyone involved. There you go. And no lawsuits. Ha ha. All right, thanks. And and one other thing, I'm going to let you go. Real quick, it's uh, seconds left. Seconds. Yeah, can, can PJ call now? I uh, I don't know. I'll, I'll reserve that for management. Right now, i got to get out of here. But thank you. That was Lefty. Stirring things up, as always. Whew. Anyway, we'll talk about this tomorrow during the Hotline Show. AM 1240 WE10 Watertown Mixes Legal. Up next, CBS News. And you have a good night. This is CBS News on the Hour. Sponsored by Liberty Mutual Insurance.